You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. I think what you're trying to ask is uh, why am I so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It, it, I have no choice over it in the first place. To me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So again, I think I said this before in the same interview, I think uh, at some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. I am your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host DeAsia Robinson, and welcome to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. We are the return of the radio as we ensure the free flow of opinions and push the envelope on the questions America's afraid to ask in the mainstream media. Good morning, DeAsia. Thank you, Queen, for jumping on this thing with me. I'm looking for a special guest as well, so hopefully we'll get her on as well. But if you will, say hello to the Truth Seekers and give people a little bit of your background. Again, you are perfect to handle today's uh, show, if you will. It's been quite controversial as the week has went on. I've been promoting it. But before we get into the show title and the question, for those who are first-time listeners, we do our show in the form of a question. Um, if you will, Queen, say hello to the Truth Seekers and tell them your background. Hello, everyone. I am the Asia. I am the host of the podcast, Death of the Asia, as well as co-host of another podcast, Hip Hop School, Past and Present. And when you say as far as my background, is is my background pertaining to the question or? Always, it always helps so that people get a little, you know, get a little. Even though we haven't let the cat out the bag, you know, so they know. So they know oh, okay. So you want me to tell all my beef? <laughs> okay. So, um, uh, my background pertaining to the actual question itself, I know a lot of people, um, some a lot of people are afraid to admit. Um, I think it's more so women uh, have a harder time with admitting of you know being a side chick, um, and. I have had experience with that. Um, I I did have a case where I was involved in the situation. It was unknowingly at first, but when I did find out about uh, this person's significant other, I was a little bit in too deep to remove myself from the situation. So I stayed. And um, it was something, by that time, it was something where we started to have really open communication about it. It was never a thing where, 
I tried to make it a point for him to leave her or anything like that. But um, we ended up dealing with each other for quite some time. And we'll delve more into how they all played out, you know, as the show progressed. But um, it's definitely something that I have experienced before. Okay. Sounds good. I guess at this point, I guess I have to admit that I've been a, 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 a maintenance man. That's the preferred name, even though technically based on today's show title, I guess I was a, a you, you know, you've been a side chick. I guess I've been a side chick before, you know. And so uh, I'll admit that as well as that's a part of the background for this morning's discussion question. I'll go ahead and let the cat out the bag. Can a side chick or a side dick save your marriage? As we always specialize in the questions America's afraid to ask. And so we are definitely doing that today. Um, and, and, and I did this quite intentionally, if I will. Let me just share this with any of our long-time listeners. Last week we were talking about, in a sense, wholesome relationships. And even you, DeAsia, when you heard this show, you was like, how would you go from wholesome relationships to this show? And, you know, I just wanted to remind people we do the hard questions on race, sex, and culture. And ultimately, um, but to be very serious, I like just doing honest conversations, honest dialogues about things that are really happening. Sometimes, again, conversations that we don't like to have. And sometimes when you have those conversations, there's an opportunity to learn despite what you may believe or think about a scenario. Um, so, yeah, the questions were in that manner. And as we always start, if you will, Queen, um, again, I've already kind of, you know, highlighted you. Like, how'd you even, you know, come up with that, Montoya? Uh, but I would like to ask, as we always start, when you heard the question worded, particularly this way, can you recall your first thought when you saw me post it? When I first saw you post it, of course, my reaction was what you said because of the previous shows that you had. So I was like, okay, why is Montoya doing that show about um, side chicks? And, and side dicks, but once I thought about it, I was like, you know what, it all makes sense, and it's a good conversation to have because it's being honest about it because relationships go through all types of different things, and if we're going to have conversations about wholesome relationships, we have to have the conver- we have to have an open conversation about all possibilities, all the different things. That, that can happen throughout a relationship because even a wholesome relationship has to have has to um, go through something and it, it's work that needs to be done and sometimes infidelity does take place and sometimes those people are able to work through and get through it and remain together important conversations to have because it's just being honest about the different scenarios that can take place in a relationship. No, absolutely. So, yeah, that's the reason, you know, for, like I said, as I was promoting this this week, some people was like, hey, this is getting Jerry Springerish or whatever, but as you just pointed out, this can <laughs> be a reality. It's not necessary, right? It doesn't necessarily have to happen. Right. And here's the other thing. Um, in being honest about conversations, you might even learn how to avoid this happening to you based on having an honest conversation because a lot of times we get exposed to these situations kind of haphazardly, like it just kind of springs up on you and you may have mm-hmm. a certain belief or thought about it and you've never been in the situation and you're overwhelmed because nobody's ever been honest. You know what I mean? And you could even be right. the very person. And I've heard, and I remember reading stories about this when I was younger. I remember um, 
like reading about marriages where somebody got into a situation that they honestly, in their mind, thought they would never get in. In other words, they were the one, in a sense, um, being, you know, cheating, if you will, you know, on their on their husband or wife or their significant other. And based on what they had been raised to believe and what they, where they was at, they never thought they would be in that situation. And now it was their reality. And so, um, you know, maybe that person maybe, I don't know, just maybe, maybe some honest conversation might have helped them avoid that. And, I, and I've been in, you know, I've, I've, I've had situations where um, someone considering, mm-hmm. you know, entering or, con, you know, considering maybe getting into some infidelity, certain conversations or honest conversations versus me judging them played a role in them making a better decision, which I'll bring up, you know, a little later in the show. And so I, I, I'm thankful that you were able to surmise, based, especially on a, based on our history of, of mental dialogue, you understood that it wasn't just what the, the, the question is, right? The question itself seems right. silly, seems to be, like you say, a far-fetched, like my, my friend that alluded, Jerry Springerish, if you will. And so, um, yeah, on the surface, you know, we could easily have that show. But, of course, as always, we're not having that show. We're doing a honest dialogue. Hopefully people will be willing to call in. You can call in, you know, typically we'll say, you know, say your name, give us your three cents. You know, I'll even put out there as we put the phone number out that um, you can call in anonymously. If it helps, help have an honest conversation because it is my belief that today's dialogue could even assist or help someone who may be facing, may be considering or having to get through it. It could be part of this reality. And even with you and I admitting we've been in this position as a side chick, as a side dick, what might you learn in the sense of even from our examples of doing it? Like, um, because here's the reality, right? The agent, you haven't done it. We're going to go to break right after this, but you haven't been in the relationship. You just said I work. Hello, Montoya, your phone cut out. Hello. Hello. Deasia, can you hear me? Yes, I hear you now. Yeah, Deasia, have you been talking? You got you, you to. I hope you've been talking to let people know. Have you been talking to let people know we're? No, I didn't. I couldn't, I couldn't, I cut out, I couldn't hear talk. anything. You yeah, you got to. No, talk. I yeah, you cut gotta, out. Yeah, you have to talk. If you don't hear me, you have to talk. Yeah, you were live. You were live. I got cut out, so you have to talk. Oh, I you didn't. Put, remember, I didn't know remember, I was always, live because I thought. Yeah, yeah, I understand. No, I didn't. Talk. Remember, if I go out, you have to talk. That's just remember that's because something something's happening. Well, I didn't I, I didn't talk, know if it phone. was me going out or if it was you no, going out. I understand. I just understand. Ended up just not remember, if I anything. cut out, you always have to talk. Just a reminder. Just a reminder. Anytime I cut out, you have to talk. Just always remember that. 
Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, something happened with, with my computer. So, everybody out there, I'm still trying to make this work. We just have some technical difficulties. It's a weird sound happened with the Internet here. And so um, I'm back live, um, back live, trying to get back into the show. We're about to go to a quick commercial. And so, um, if you will, I think every – I think. Um, um, I see I got, we actually got a special guest on the air as well right now. Okay, so let's see here. So, so everybody, forgive us. Uh, just had a cutout, um, and we're going to pick this thing back right back up. So I'm going to go to a very quick break, and when we come out of the break, we're going to get back started on this morning's discussion. Can a side chick or side dick save your marriage? Can a side chick or side dick save your marriage? We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show where all I ask is that you think. Have you heard about that podcast, Mental Dialogue? It's so good it should be illegal. But if you miss the live show every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio, be sure to catch replays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, and all other streaming platforms. We are the return of Intelligent Radio, and we are the best in the world at having hard conversations on race, sex, gender, and business in the African-American community. And remember, all I ask is that you think. What are you doing here? No, we're, we're friends, right? <laughs> yeah, we're friends. Come on, I gotta get back to work. You should come out with me tonight. I'm not going out with you. I need you to. What for? What's going on? Well, there's this guy who's really into me. I'm not sure what I think about him, so I want you to come and tell me what you think. After DC, I have no desire to meet anymore of your boyfriend. What are you, jealous? No. Okay, well, who's this guy? What's his name? Compassion. Compassion? What? Uh, <laughs> compassion proof? Compassion Luther King? Compassionate? Compassion! Just come. It'll be a blast. You know, we'll eat onion rings till four in the morning. It'll be like old times. So what am I going to tell my wife? Um, I don't know. Just start a fight. Chicken? Yes. What is wrong? Chicken again? We have chicken every day. I'm tired of chicken. I thought you liked chicken. I like it, but I don't like it every day. I mean, I feel like I got feathers coming out my ass. All right, this isn't about chicken because I know you like chicken. No, no, no. You know what? You know what? You know what this is about? This is about all the other animals out there that are dying to be eaten that we don't eat. Have you ever heard of lamb chops? Have you ever heard of pork chops? Get a nigga get a taco. Are you crazy? I'm losing my finger licking mine right now eating all this chicken. I can't take it anymore. Chicken hogs don't eat this much chicken. You know what? I'm gone. I can't take it. I can't take it. Where, where, where are you going? To get some duck. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host, DeAsia Robinson. This morning's discussion question, can a side chick or side dick save your marriage? We also have special guest Nikki Devine on the line with us, as you just heard a cut from Chris Rock's um, 
I think I love my wife. I don't know if anybody remember that movie from back in the day. It wasn't too popular, uh, but uh, I thought it was pretty um, telling to hear um, uh, the, the sister in that that cut point out, hey, start a fight so he could get out the house because if you if you did see that movie, it was kind of like he, he ended up never really cheating on his wife just to highlight that in that movie, but it was like he was on the verge by just dealing with his friend at work. And so, as you can see, that was a, 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 a he used it as an opportunity to get out with his friend and, and, and have fun. And the biggest part in that movie was that he never could get sex from his wife. And so that was a big part of him even exploring his friend from work. And they had a lot of sexual innuendos in that movie and things of that nature. Again, he never necessarily went that route, but it was a pretty cool movie. DH, I don't know if you recall that movie or not, uh, but I also want to make sure we introduce Nikki Devine very quick for um, for your podcast. Thank you, Queen, for being on with us. Uh, Just do your background very quick since we've had technical difficulties. I don't want to prolong getting into the show. So if you will, Queen, say hello to the Truth Seekers and share your background in reference to today's show, and we'll jump right into the show. Good morning, good morning. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Wonderful. Good morning, good morning, Truth Seekers. Um, Thank you so much, Montoya, for having me on as a special guest. Yes, I am the uh, content creator and the producer of Euphoria Podcast, owner of Euphoria Productions, LLC, and also the owner of Euphoria Lemonade. So thank you so much for having me on today. Nah, absolutely. So let's jump right into that cut. Um, again, just highlighting, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, um, DeAsia, but I just thought it was a good start for this morning's discussion question. In a sense, can a side chick or side dick save your marriage? And again, it was Chris Rock exploring the possibilities of infidelity due to the lack of uh, sex in his own marriage. I don't know if you ever saw that movie or not, but any thoughts on just hearing that cut? Because his friend gave him the suggestion of how to even get out the house. And that's a reality sometimes for uh, you know, people on their road is like you're literally coming up with ways to see each other, and so that was that was the pointer that she gave him, and it worked. In you know, in that one situation, I've never seen that movie before, um, and if if I did, I don't recall it. Uh, but all at the same time, what he did is it's it's something that that's actually very typical, you know, where people will try to pick little pity fights or whatever to get out the house to go and do what it is that they want to do. So that actually happens a lot. It's a good thing that he never went all the way with it. But uh, that is something that happens a lot in relationships when people are trying to step out. No, absolutely. So, Nikki, I'll turn back. Um, The one question I always like to ask all of my guests when we have a show is when you heard the title, I just want to get your first thought on this and we can go a little deeper, um, and, you know, whatever you want to share, because this is these are the kind of conversations, maybe, you know, maybe I don't know if you've done this particular show or not, but you do these type of conversations all the time on your Euphoria podcast. So yeah. I just feel like your idea to help us have an honest conversation about this, and when you first heard the title, the way it was worded, can you recall what your actual first thought was, and then we can kind of go a little deeper, in, you know, from your perspective on, in a sense, can a side chick or side dick save your marriage? Go ahead, Queen. Man, I was shook. I was like, woo! This one is fire in the eye. I'm telling you, this is this is a real hot topic because one, you're gonna get you're gonna get so much uh, feedback. You're gonna get the negative. You're gonna get the positive. You're gonna get 
so much feedback because it's it's a it's a trend that will never die. That's let's just start let's start off with that. And when you when you start talking about side chicks and 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 dicks on the side and all this other stuff, you're gonna get some people that's gonna that be honest with you. They're gonna come out and they're gonna say what they gotta say and mean what they say. Truth be told. So yeah, that um that does fall into the genre of a lot of the topics that we cover. We cover we talk about love, we talk about sex, we talk about relationships from our own personal experiences, and then we also have. You know, experts come on, but you're right. I mean, that I was shook when I first saw that title, to be honest with you. No, absolutely. So we had to jump right in, like myself, just because, um, again, we had the technical difficulties, but myself and DeAsia, we've both shared with the audience that for us, um, we've been in this position, you know, her having been a side chick. I've, in a sense, historic, in, in my past, have been a maintenance man is, again, the name they used to say back when I was younger, if you will. I've been that. And so uh, I know if you know, if, I, if you don't mind me sharing this, I know you, in a sense, been married. She and I have never been married. So I'd like to give some of those backgrounds just so people understand the perspective they're getting. And I also hope people will call in and, you know, be willing to share their stories. And as I said before the break, I don't care if people even call in anonymously, in a sense, if it's going to help them be honest. Because what um, the reason I really delved into this was, Honest conversations, I think, help people versus, you know, the title itself may seem like some type of just, we're just, you know, going to encourage it. That's not the case at all. We just want to have an honest dialogue because sometimes honest dialogues can really help people. So, like, for example, when I first moved to Atlanta, here's something that absolutely surprised me, and it kind of relates to the cut um, from Chris Rock's, you know, I think I love my wife, if you will, that movie. Uh, but when I first moved here, I was shocked to find how many new marriages were sexless. And it was just through a few relationships wow. that I had. Like, like, like before coming here, I had grown up, you know, I was in my late 20s, if you will, but I, you know, I had grown up and was very aware of maybe older couples having less and less sex, if you will, or whatever. That was kind of normal. But I was, I got exposed to like brand new marriages that, were sexless, and the reason I got exposed to it is because I ended up being befriending some somebody's, you know, wife, if you will, and eventually, it, you know, it went too far. That's just, you know, calling it what it is, and that was the scenario in a sense that she was in. But I remember even before it went too far, and it was just I was first learning about it. I was just I just thought the situation was super unique, and I was like, I've never heard this. I remember saying to her, I've never heard somebody that just recently got married being, you know, having a sexless relationship. And so we were kind of delve into how that was even happening in their particular scenario. And then she ended up sharing some of her other friends who had been married a year or two, and their marriages were already sexless. So clearly that's what, to a degree, led to it for my particular situation. That's, you know, it, all kind of things can lead to infidelity, but that was just something that was super unique. So I wanted to ask both of y'all, were y'all aware of that phenomenon, even for new marriages because that blew my mind to move to a big city and hear about it. I don't want to exaggerate it, but, you know, again, with her, I thought, I was telling her at first, like, oh, this, this is not normal. And she ended up sharing me with a bunch more, and then come to find out, it was a lot of people going through that. Are y'all familiar with that? Because I can see how that absolutely can lead to some level of infidelity. I'm familiar with it. Um, the reason why I think it happens is because you have to keep in mind, like, even though these people are newly married, they didn't just meet. And a lot of times they have been with each other for a while. 
you know, um, a lot of people be with each other for years before they actually get married. So what ends up happening is uh, they've been together for a while. They end up getting married. So actually signing the legal document is something new, but their relationship isn't. So the time frame for the relationship actually doesn't start at that particular point when you get married. So by that time, once they actually jump the broom, it sounds like it was one of those things where I I, I take it as it's one of those probably got married out of some type of some type of obligation, something may have happened, or mm-hmm. you know, it, it it could be all kinds of variables. That's the reason why they ended up getting married before them to be in a marriage, and it's only been like a year or something and they're already having those types of issues. So it co- co- probably was some issues prior to them actually getting married that they didn't get resolved before they actually signed those papers. Now that makes sense. In my particular situation, yeah, it was, it was basically a baby brought about the marriage, if you will. You know what I mean? Just based on yeah. the conditions that they had. So that's what, in a sense, and, and like when the situation was so bad that, that literally it was almost like they kind of met up, Surprisingly, got pregnant. We had in, in the marriage, in the pregnancy was kind of like the, at the time, you know, for the way the person was thinking, was like, this is the sign that I should go ahead and move forward. But like you said, that was a prior issue, and they literally was, you know, started out very sexless. Um, Nikki, any any familiarity with that? Because again, it was a super surprise for me to find younger couples actually experiencing sexless marriages. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, this gonna this gonna really flip your wig. I was in that situation myself personally. Um, this was like oh, a fairy tale wow. wedding. Oh yeah, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I hope you're sitting down, Montoya. I hope you're sitting down because I was that person. We had a fairy tale wedding. I mean, we talking about a ten thousand dollar budget. I still got the pictures, and it was like we got married fast. And red flag to the ladies that are listening. Anytime a man that comes into your life and he love bombs you and he want to do everything quick, fast, in a hurry, he's throwing his money at you, let's do this, let's do that, that's a big red flag. So I fell for it. I'm green. I didn't know. I'm thinking I'm in love. How are you going to be in love in three months? Fast forward, we get married, big fairy tale wedding. Three months, I, this, I can't even make this shit up. Three months into the marriage, no sex. Or let's 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 let me back up a little bit. Dry sex. So it was like in the beginning, it was like sex every day, twice on Sunday. Then all of a sudden, three <laughs> months in, yes, I promise you, it was it was like it was crazy. It was crazy. Three months in, it just dried up, and it became a thing of like I didn't even realize. Looking back on it in hindsight, and after a whole year of therapy, it was all like manipulation, narcissistic behavior. And then I later found out mm-hmm. it became his beard. Yes, I was his beard. He was down low. Oh, wow. he, want, he wanted a trophy wife. He wanted everybody in church, mind you, and nothing against the church because I'm a, you know, born-again believer. But when you when people put up front to like, oh, you get this promotion, now you got a wife, now you get the office, now you get to be worship leader, now you get to be in ministry. You know, people start giving you all these accolades when you have a spouse on your arm. And I think that's another show. You talked about that too, Montoya. So I was that chick. I was that person. Now, did I think Hold about on, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, because I, I hear the term, and I'm not familiar, so just in case somebody out there listening, explain beard real quick, because uh, I've heard it, and when you say it, I'm going to remember it, but the fact that I can't remember exactly what it is, 
make sure we let the audience real know somebody that may have just heard that term for the first time. Yeah, explain beard okay, real quick. Okay, just for the first time. Okay. When a man looks for a beard, they're not even consciously saying, oh, I'm going to go out here looking for a beard, like a physical beard to put on their face. Like, no. What there's, what their, the, the, the dichotomy of the, the mentality is they really don't like women. And they right, so see explain women. beard. This is what it means. I don't know. Like explain the term real quick. She is explaining it. I am explaining. Oh, okay, it. I'm like, saying, so okay, I'm just saying. Okay, it's a mentality. Beard. I don't know what, what is beard. Oh, it's a beard. So when somebody says it's beard, a I don't know what that means. It's a It's a psychological manipulation. It's a mentality. Meaning, I don't like women. I the men beard. that the men that look okay, for beards, beard they don't too. like women, and they either have a down low. It's a, it could be a multiple thing. It could be multiple things. Either they on a down low, or they're super religious, or they just very self-absorbed and they really don't care about the person they're married to, but they select a woman that's either very beautiful or very uh, uh, influential or anything could be something about this or she could be connected to a certain type of family or some type of legacy, and they pick that woman and say, I want her to be my beer because they might be on the down low and they really don't like women. Okay, does beer so it's stand like, for it's like a definition like, of their masculinity. Beer? It's like they're really not... It's just like a definition of masculinity. A full beard is like the image of a full beard, we all know, is very masculine. Women, we are drawn to men that have strong beards. But psychologically, when a man, like, in, in, you know, in, in, on the word on the street is when a man is looking for a beard, he really don't like that woman. She's just his showpiece. That's it. Okay. Oh yeah, I was just yeah, I was just wondering why did it end up? Why did people call it? A, I'm trying to get the definition of like a beard. I think of a beard as something on my face. So clearly, it has another definition based on what you're explaining. And right, yeah, because the beard itself represents something. Yeah, the beard, right. beard, the beard represents like masculinity. Right. So that's the reason why, like, if this guy is, if it's something like, okay, he's down low, he he's really into men, he don't like women. So a lot of those guys that don't want to come out, they'll go get a woman to hide behind. Right. So basically that's right. what it is. That's the reason why the woman is yeah, called a beard. It's just a symbolic thing. A yeah, I understand that part. I'm just saying, so just, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not trying to be difficult. It's just my understanding. So y'all, so if I were to say she's a beard, y'all know what that means. Yeah, right. Okay. So yeah, so, yeah. So does any so so it's, so literally a beard is a woman that is a representation that yeah yeah I just guess the term I'm just I heard it's, that it's, term it's something it's, it's really okay. like most people the average person know what it means when you say okay, okay, I never heard it beard. okay got it yeah it's okay, like it. I'm okay, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked that going. you never heard it before especially living wow. in Atlanta I heard of it I just didn't. Yeah, I, got, I got you yeah when she said I'm, I was a beard I'm like. Okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, that's my, yeah, I'm a little slow. I'm a little slow. I didn't know okay, it at the time when I was married to him. I didn't know it at the time when I was married to him, but I didn't find out later because it made sense. Why did the sex dry up so fast? I mean, three months in, why did the sex dry up so fast? I mean, literally came to a complete stop, and it was all like his way of trying to, like, manipulate and do power and control over me. Because I was like, how are we going to go from every day and twice on Sunday to nothing? So I can see how wow. somebody might want a side dick or a side chick. I can see that. Did I do that? No. I know that's hard to believe, oh, but I, I didn't because ask. I was so religious at the time. <laughs> I'm telling you, I thought I was, about it. I ain't going to lie was, to you. I thought about it. Wow. Cause you was, yeah, you was married a long time, if I remember, like a decent amount of time. That marriage was four years. Okay, got you, got you. All right, sounds good. Well, let me – oh, yes, sir, like we got a caller that wants to jump in. Let me make sure I'm looking at this right. 
right, y'all bear with me because, again, the technical difference, I'm actually on my phone today. I'd rather be on my computer, but I'm trying to do the board. And this is the old way I used to do the show before I had my microphone. I'm hoping I'm coming through clear because I'm on my phone today. Cause you I, are. For some reason, my I can hear you good. Okay, got you. Good. All right, cool. So we're going to go to a break to talk about, but again, getting into the roles, if you will, like this is a cut on YouTube just basically breaking down, in a sense, the rules, you know, say, of a side ticket, if you will. We're going to do it both, you know, both versions of it, if you will. But, again, this is a reality. And, again, my situation that I got into was definitely that, a sexless marriage that, in a sense, led to some level of infidelity. I know it's not the only reason, but for people that are doing it, here's, you know, the things that people have probably heard before. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Top five things. First, main important one, respect the wife. You are not here for the wife, you are here for the husband. Now, it can be a husband or just another normal relationship that you are excited of, but you must respect a partner. Because you need to know, if you make the wife angry, the husband will be angry, then you will be happy. So as long as the wife doesn't know, then we're all happy. (laughs) Second thing is, keep it a secret. Good luck with that. I can't find it. I can't shut my mouth. I can't keep the secrets. Like, I have to keep But I think with ma- if I had to date like a married man, yeah, I would keep the secret. But if you're not married, then I'm not keeping any secrets. The girl must be strong. But I'm not going to like, be in her face. But like, yeah, be, keep it a secret. Keep it private. Um, what's the third thing that's Oh, don't call later. Don't call unless you're dying. But there's no need for you to call so your partner who you are excited of, of the anger. Like, you know, respect the nigga, he's got a good friend, he's got a wife, stay out of his business. Um, just stay in your lane, like, you must know what is like. Another thing you need to remember, as a side chick, like, you can have a boyfriend, or your own, like your own man, you know? Being a side chick with someone else, you can't restrict yourself and your whole life revolves on the person who's not even yours. See, you should remember that, like, chill, you know, he's got a whole family, you know? Number four, oh, you must make sure you do the damn thing. You can't, you can't fucking bed. Then, then why do we have you? I mean, it's like, if that nigga comes to your place or you're meeting up, he must find you naked. Like, you poke and ask him how his day was after the thing. Like, the psychic, he must crave you. He must be like his addiction. When he thinks of you, he must just lose it. It must be his peace. Because the wife at home is nagging. And when he comes to you, he must just know, oh, my baby's here. Just get on there afterwards. He's like, so how was he there? You don't, like, be his peace. No nagging. Like, whatever the wife's doing, and number five, last one, this one is hard. Don't catch feelings. What are the chances? Because once you catch feelings, you got to now start asking, when is he even the wife? When you knew at the beginning that there was the wife. You're not dead to separate them. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. 
I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Soccer Team, special guest co-host, DeAndre Robinson, as well as our special guest, Nikki Devine. Can a side chick or side dick save your marriage? As you, I hope y'all can hear that again. I'm on my phone, so I'm not cl- clear as what y'all can hear as well. Um, but with that said, um, basically you had the sister breaking down, in a sense, the five rules of a side chick. And the um, last one was don't catch feelings. Um, and, and, and I'll let either one of y'all jump in on one, any of those rules that you want to point out. Uh, but before we go right into that, just one last thing I thought about with you, Nikki, was the situation that you just described, because I didn't know that you had been in, a, in that sexless marriage situation, um, you know, with that marriage. Uh, do you, with, in a sense, when the sex dried up, is there an assumption that maybe he he was stepping out? You know, do you even know? Because that's what I would always wonder, like, say, in a situation where there's sex, don't you have to assume that they're getting it from somewhere? I don't know, but it's just a thought that I thought about when it came to you. You know, again, I didn't know, you know, that was your situation. Right. All those thoughts cross your mind. And, again, the sex, um, it, it went from every day to, like, once a week, which was driving me crazy because it was such a big dramatic change. Um, but, yeah, um, all those thoughts ran through my mind. Is he getting it from somewhere else? I mean, is he cheating? Is he seeing somebody? Um, um, but the only thing that, like, like it, like I was like, what's going on? Like, what's, like I, I was like, really, you know, when you're married to somebody, y'all sleeping in the same bed, y'all know each other's work schedule, you know what time they go to work, you know what time they get off. And for us, at that time where we were living at, we shared a vehicle. We lived in the mountains, and we shared an SUV. So make a long story short, we was either picking each other up or dropping each other off. So there was really, like, no room other than, you know, the fact that you can do it while you're at work. You know, so it was like, when did you have time to do anything? But that wasn't really the case. It was some other shit that was going on, you know. So I found out nah, later nah, that was some enough. other shit going on. Huh? Nah, fair enough. No, nah, no, nah, fair enough. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I was just wondering. Yeah, I was just wondering because, you know, that was definitely something that I wondered about. Um, but if we will, jumping into these rules, if you will, the Asia get an admitted, you know, in a sense, side check, if you will. The last rule that I, I like, like to highlight was the don't catch feelings. Let me even tell this about my own history. So um, as I mentioned, the situation that I got involved in, my reality is as a young man, I didn't respect marriages to that degree. My ego was such that if I, in a sense, wanted a woman, whether she was single or not, I would, you know, in a sense, go after her. And it wasn't, in a sense, the first time that I had delved into um, – I, I literally used to say – I don't cheat, but I'll help you cheat. Like, that, that's how bad it was in my college years and my early 20s. And I'm not saying I, that's all I look for, but I'm just saying it wouldn't stop me just because someone was married. And what was different about the particular situation that I admitted to where that young lady was in a sexless situation was I actually made the mistake of catching feelings. Whereas prior to that, I always, quote, unquote, stuck to the rules, kept it quiet, kept it secret, you know, all the – because a lot of some people break those rules. They used to be silly to me. It was silly that somebody would risk something knowing that you came into it as a side chick. And as that lady said in that in that cut, the fifth rule of no feelings is sometimes hard to do. That ended up being my reality in one of my situations. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on sticking to the rules. And eventually one time myself, I broke those rules because if you keep the rules, you usually can keep, you know, keep it aside and nobody ever finds out. Your thoughts, Queen? Well, you know, I actually did a show um, on my show called uh, Side Chick Etiquette, right? And I didn't actually hear. I couldn't even make out what the the people were saying on the clip. I couldn't make everything out because oh, they, okay. they had like a hidden accent or whatever. 
Um, but as far as catching feelings, I don't think it's a problem with actually catching feelings. I was in love with the guy. Um, however, I understood who I was in this situation. I think a lot of times when if somebody knowing that they're on the side and they catch feelings, it's, no, it's normal. It's natural. You sleeping with somebody for a length of time. I was dealing with this guy for years. It's impossible for me not to catch feelings for him or him to catch feelings for me. That's, that's, that's impossible. But I knew what it was. It wasn't a thing where I wanted him to leave his wife for me. He wasn't going to leave his wife for me. Um, I wanted to put this out there, too, that uh, we always think that people step out and they have uh, these uh, extramarital relationships because of something going wrong in their in their marriage. That's not always the case. Sometimes some people just marry somebody that's just really not monogamous, or they might uh, later on in life realize, hey, I'm really not a monogamous person. That man, he loved his wife. You know what I'm saying? He didn't hide the fact that he loved his wife, and I respected the fact that he loved his wife, and all at the same time. I didn't even want to, I wasn't with him trying to, I already was in a relationship with him. I didn't need to be exclusive with him. I didn't need that, you know. So I was okay with how I feel. I was okay with expressing my feelings towards him and what we had together, you know. So I just feel like as long as, you maintain your feelings and you're not trying to uh, get more than what it is that you you have signed up for, then you will be okay. I think the issues come when you start feeling like, okay, now that I have these feelings, the dynamics of the relationship should change and it should shift. No, you're a side chick. This guy is married and that's just what it is. And at that point, everything, and, and I'm going to be honest too, I still dated, you know, I knew that eventually, you know, I want to be married one day, you know, I, I, you know, I want someone coming home to me every day. So in the interim of me being with him, I still dated other people and I actually ended up getting married myself. But the good thing with him was he wasn't the type of guy that would be like, okay, I'm dealing with you. And I had to be faithful to him on the side and I think a lot of people get caught up in that where somebody will be married then they are the side person but the married person wants them to be the side person to be faithful to them no still gonna see other people as well because one day I want to be married but I did love him and I was in that situation so it I mean I don't think it's just a you, you just have to be mature enough and be aware of yourself enough to be in that situation where you have caught feelings for the person that you're dealing with on the side. Now, that's deep, Queen. I got some more thoughts, but we are up against a break. For the callers out there, you do have to press 1 if you want to speak. The number to get in on this discussion is 646-787-1691. Again, that's 646-787-1691. And press 1 to let us know you want to speak. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. 
What's Elf from Secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales. His no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Elfram Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. Well, you said that when you were with Mariah, you were 100% faithful. Absolutely. But you say now, <laughs> do you like being the side dude? Absolutely, 100%. And because I, I, I think, don't, I can't put my head around that one. Man. Because I've, 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 I've experienced every level of a relationship, and the easiest dude to be is the side dude. It's the easiest guy. You ain't got to worry about none of the, it. There's another guy who's dealing with all her emotions, dealing with everything. And you, she's only going to come to you when she something she's lacking you can quickly provide and then she's back where she needs to be. I have no problem being that dude. My emotions ain't caught up. Her emotions ain't caught up. Just let me be the dude like, that you call when your dude is tripping. Like, or or yeah. when you're taking a break or when you're going on a trip. Hey, I'll turn up like, and we can have this. We can be honest with each other. Yeah. Who else is she? She's not gonna be. She's gonna be more honest with her side dude than she is with her dude that she cheating on. Well, I mean, there's health safety issues. Of course, use a condom. <laughs> like, you obviously do not use a condom. Every time. <laughs> let me let me just put it, it that way. my children, Vlad. Is yeah. that where we go? Yeah. Well, saying, it's specific. Well, I mean, obviously with Mariah, but I'm saying with your with your youngest son, right. You told me you weren't even in a relationship right. with, so with, with, go, with your son's mother. Right. So please do not, it's you know, please do not talk We're to me about condoms and everything else like that. You should use condoms. <laughs> Welcome back to the Mr. Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Soccer Team, along with special guest co-host Deasia Robinson and our special guest, Nikki Devine, for this morning's discussion question. Can a side chick or side dick save a marriage as you hear the infamous Nick Cannon some years ago talking about his enjoyment of being a side dude and how easy it is, if you will. Um, but Nikki is our special guest, if you will. I wanted to hear your thoughts. It could be about what the agent talked about previous to the cut or what's going on with, you know, Nick Cannon talking about the enjoyment of being a side dude from his perspective. And, you know, he highlighted you don't catch feelings. But as the agent said, it can kind of go both ways. And in my own life, I definitely did it in a sense the way Nick Cannon did when I was younger, but I did have a situation where I, too, ended up catching feelings as the side dude, if you will. Go ahead, Queen, your thoughts. Man, that Nick Cannon clip was bananas. And going back to the other clip that was that – was, I couldn't hear her either, not so much because of her accent, but because it just her, – her voice sounded a little bit muddled. It's probably the connection, and I couldn't hear all of the little rules that she was given as far as what you're supposed to do and not do, but you guys did elaborate on not catching feelings, and y'all talked about it again. But let me just drop this on you. Can a side chick or a side dude save a marriage? I don't think we answered the question, but I'm going to drop this on y'all because I heard this on a morning show a couple of days ago that, yes, it can, not from my own personal experiences, Mm -hmm. but a sister – found out that her husband was cheating on her. She called the woman and told the woman, I know who you are. I know what you're doing. 
and I want you to keep doing what you're doing so I can do what I'm doing. And then the woman took it a step further and started to pay the side chick to keep her husband what? distracted. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. That sounds like a foolery right there now, Nikki. It, it sounds like <laughs> it was made up. It sounds like, why would you pay somebody? But listen, maybe the marriage is riding on something much heavier than we all can put our mind on. Maybe there's some assets that they don't want to divide up. Maybe there's some money they don't want to divide up. Why would a woman, a grown-ass woman, pay her side chick to keep her husband distracted so she can go do what she's doing with her side dude? See, that's just a whole bunch of tomfoolery right there, though. But I, 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 I feel you. And, and let me bring, I'm going to bring this into the brain. Well, let me, let me, matter of fact, let me hear your thoughts on what you just heard, and then I want to talk about a situation where in my own life I've seen this very scenario, not the paying part. That's, that's where it gets crazy to me. But I've seen, believe it or not, a sad situation save a marriage. I, it's, just, it's definitely not that crazy that you talk about. But if you will, Deja, give me your thoughts before I, I, I explain <laughs> another scenario where I've seen this, believe it or not, save a marriage. And again, this is not about advocating. This is just about having honest conversation. Your thoughts about that craziness Nikki just gave us. <laughs> um, I actually, yeah, a, a, side, a, side, um, a side situation can definitely save a marriage. I've actually had conversations with, you know, people with the, because of the experience that I actually had and, you know, like even listening to the Nick Cannon clip, in my particular situation, I didn't want to be, like, I was okay with it because, you know, this was like one of those high maintenance type of guys, you know, he actually was a doctor or whatever. And it was just a lot that goes into just, maintaining him and, you know, just having to, now you 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 end up going to wind up being his lover and his secretary type of thing. I ain't have time. I ain't trying to do all of this. I'm just trying to have, I'm trying to have me a good time, take me a couple trips. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's what I'm trying to do. And you know what I'm saying? He had good dick too, so I was like, okay, this was up. I wasn't worrying about, I'm like, as long as he's treating me good or whatever, we ain't got no drama. I'm absolutely okay with that. But in a situation I had some people that was dealing with there, you have to know the actual dynamics of what's going on and the players that's in it, right? So I had a particular situation where I was talking to um, a, a friend of mine, and we both met our guys at the same time around the same age. And we both were, you know, these, 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 these men, you know, with a whole bunch of money or whatever. We ended up meeting them. And we met them around the same time, but the dynamic was different. But we both were side chicks, right? In her particular situation, this guy was, you know, constantly saying he he didn't want to be with his wife, but he was on this thing where I'm not going to leave her until my kids get grown. And so she was basically, in order for him to stay in this situation and not leave, he got him a side chick because that 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 allowed him to be able to deal with what she got going, what he had going on at home. So he kind of used my uh, friend as refuge. So it kept them together. But see, guess what ended up happening? The kids ended up getting grown. He had been dealing with my friend for so long. By that time, he was able to sort through the issues with his wife. Now the kids mm-hmm. got grown and him and his wife together, and he left my friend. Because it helped them. It's more like a therapy thing. 
it actually ended up, I can't deal with all of you at one time. If I need some place to go, I need some sense of refuge. But in the midst of that, they ended up working through their issues because he had some sense of relief. So it can it can make it work. It just I've depends seen that on the before. people. I've seen that plenty of times. I've seen what you just said. I've heard, I know about, like I said, I mean, obviously you know it firsthand. This is your friend. But I've just heard, I've definitely seen that as well, DeAsia, where – um, but not maybe, I don't, I don't know if it's the exact same scenario, but very similar where the feelings do, again, the, the rules are you don't catch feelings, right? But, uh, you know, we're human, so, we, so you know, we, we can catch feelings or whatever. But I've seen a situation where even the, the mate, whether it's the husband or the wife, are promising that they're going to leave, right? They're the ones just cheating or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and the feelings get caught up, and they're promising they're going to leave. I've seen more times than not that person does not leave. And so mm-hmm. they almost like sometimes they use the I'm going to leave to keep the side person hanging on. And especially if they're like, they, like your situation is a little different, but especially when the person that's cheating is of the mindset, I don't want you with anybody else. And a lot of times people will ag- agree to that foolishness to a degree because of how they feel. I can admit I did that as much as I had, I had done it a couple times prior to the situation I'm telling you about. But I was so caught up that I was willing to chill and do that. I, I'm admitting my own foolery here, right? And I'm just saying mm-hmm. that it was a situation where people are talking about, hey, we can leave or you might leave. And the reality is more times than not, they never leave. So you end up being a complete yeah. fool when you hang on and loyal to a significant other. So um, just wanted to you know, point out that reality. And I've even heard of one situation which was super surprising where they actually did leave. And the person I, when I talked to him about it, I forgot how it came up. I worked with this person. I've had a lot of jobs or whatever. But I remember finding out about it, the person actually did leave, and they was 12 years happily married. I've only heard of that one time where it actually worked, and that was the one. But more times than not, like you said, that person never leaves, and they end up making it in their marriage. And it's not, you know, and I'm, I'm not even saying that, you know, advocating that the side chick is what saves it or anything in that situation. I'm just highlighting that's what happens more times than not. Again, for the callers out there, I see y'all out there. If y'all want to jump in this conversation, please press 1. If you're online, the number is 646-787-1691. Let me highlight this situation before we get to the top of the hour. Here's, again, another part of the reason of me doing this show, again, just having an honest conversation. Here's a scenario in which the side situation, you know, as you allude to, it was refuge in that situation, where here's another situation I saw where a couple maybe 30-something years married, maybe close to 40 if I remember correctly, and it was a situation, uh, as I got to know the details, for the most part wasn't maybe – from what I, you know, from what I learned, again, I got to know them, you know, pretty well or whatever. Um, there may have been like a little one episode of infidelity early in their marriage or whatever, but from the from the wife's side, you know, that was something that he had done, and they survived it early in their marriage, from what I understand. Real something real simple, they got past it. So years later, still vibrant, her husband has a drinking problem, starts having. Uh, what is it, erectile erectile dysfunction issues or whatever, and so mm-hmm. she's very vibrant very, you know, works out. He doesn't. So now, he, in a sense, they've been married all these years or whatever, and then years later, she messes around and starts having a, a regular affair with someone, and the situation got deep enough to where they were just like a lot of couples, 
a lot or a lot of um, infidelity uh, where they started discussing, you know, possibly leaving. And something happened between them, you know, between them to where they actually stopped dealing with each other. And she was very hurt because, again, she had fell, you know, fell for 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 her for her side, dude, if you will. So she was very hurt and so hurt that her mindset was, I'm never doing this again because, you know, she's already in a long term marriage, and then the second situation ended up hurting her greatly. You know, I forgot why they ended or whatever. And so she was on the mindset, I'm never going to step out again. I don't want to go through that hurt. Her reality was she ended up stepping out again eventually. Mm. And what happened was um what happened was the stuff she was dealing with at home because of the alcoholism and the things of that nature, there was always these big fights and things of this nature. And so the the stepping out again became exactly what you said, a refuge. And due to that refuge, she was able to stay in and deal with what she was going through, and eventually, as the health continued to deteriorate, she was able to also step up and take care of, you know, her actual husband. But the only thing that was saving her was that she could step away and enjoy her situation. And, you know, as I observed it, I was the one that said to her, like, you probably would have left. And I'm not even, this is not me advocating it. It's just, remember, just as I learned about this situation, I said, you probably would have left if you didn't have this. And it kind of, it was like a light bulb for her. She realized you're probably right. She was just doing it out of kind of necessity, but admitted that you might be right. This is playing a huge role in me being able to put up with what I'm having to put up with at home. We got one more minute before we go to um, break. Nikki, one quick thought on what I just said, and then we're going to go to a a caller um, um, after the break. Go ahead, Queen. It's absolutely realistic that that's something like that that can save a marriage, can help a marriage, especially in that situation where there's a, a medical issue. There there have been, I know a couple where the husband gave the wife permission to go and get her somebody on the side, like he had cancer wow. or something very similar to that situation. Um, but when we come back, I want to talk about how people are not really dealing with real issues that's going on. And I don't know, you're probably going to cover it in the show or not, but... I, I want to I want no, to get into that, that as well. We'll start with that. We'll start with that. We'll start with that. Definitely want to get into that, I'll like how the, yeah, the yeah, opposite yeah, part yeah, of yeah, how we'll, it doesn't we'll get to work. The nah, perfect. Yeah, we'll get to the collar, and then once the collar goes, we'll start exactly with whatever issue you want to bring up. So we'll go there. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. Hey, where did you get that hat and t-shirt? I like that. Oh, I got this at moneymotivation.com. It's fresh, right? Yes, and I love the message on it, too. You are the hustle, huh? That's what the shirt says. I am the hustle. They embody the entrepreneurial spirit, and what I like the most, it's more than a brand. It's a lifestyle for those who want to put in the work and expect to have the final things in life. I also follow them on Instagram. Check this post out. If you believe money is the root of all evil, you're using it wrong? Or how about this one? Excuses made zero dollars an hour. I like those. What's their IG? At moneymotivation.co. But do they have any ladies gear? Yes, you're going to love the clothing line they got for the ladies. Matter of fact, pull up their website, moneymotivation.com, and I'm going to get you a few things so we can both look like money. Everywhere I go, go. Everywhere I be, be. I don't even talk. Like money, 
Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates. This morning's discussion question, can a side chick or side dick save your marriage? Our special guest co-host, D.H. Robinson, as well as special guest Nikki Devine. We got Brother Kevin out of South Carolina on the line. Brother Kevin, what you got for us? Give us your three cents this morning on this morning's discussion question. Again, we're just trying to have an honest What's conversation. On? We're not advocating again, again, for or against anything. We're just having an honest dialogue. What you got for us, King? Exactly, exactly. We're talking about adulthood here. That's what we're doing. Um, here's the thing. I want so much call it saving. What it did might be a little sticky. It saved you from leaving out of marriage because you know that side dude ain't going to take care of you. See, because that side dude or side woman, she know what you're about. I mean, they're having a good time with you, whatnot, you're fine, you're hitting it, whatnot. But he know damn well that he's not going to leave his old lady. I mean, be with you because you cheated on your man with him. He know he ain't making you the main chick. Not in most cases. That, that's very rare. We know what we got. You know what you're messing with. And it's all it is now in a, in her head. They may think they're more than what they are. No, you know you can't afford to leave that man because that man is the provider. <laughs> you can go out there and, and, and catch feelings you want, but old boy ain't trying to have it because the minute you leave that man, old boy going to let you go. That's the real. <laughs> the minute now, you leave point. your husband, that dude going to leave you. Because he's not trying to have you all the time. He's not trying to take care of you. All he's trying to do is hit. That's all he's trying to do. But sometimes, sometimes he falls delusional. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I, didn't know. I, I thought you were finished. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish, brother. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. You know, up. sometimes they get delusional. They start feeling themselves. They start smelling themselves. And they want to think they want to leave the house. Well, go ahead and leave. That's what you do. <laughs> I'll replace you so fast. Because you to be taken care of. I mean, I mean, you You better not get caught. That's all I know. That's why the man always, when he does catch her, he he bounces up. He move on to the next one. You can't do what yeah, the provider does. Yeah. I hear you, brother. And that's what I'm saying. I, uh, the reason I was saying it was a good point because I definitely remember, and I and I really separate again a couple times that I delved into being that side dude, if you will, when I was younger versus my last situation. Because, again, I got caught up and broke all the rules in my last situation. But as a young man, um, I definitely, you know, in the skits, you know, as you call it, sticking to the script or sticking to the rules, I definitely thought of, you know, I would, I thought, like you said, I would never deal with you as my own because you're cheating with me. Like, I literally thought that way. And it's just, to me, it's just mm-hmm. unique to hear all of the psychology of all of this. Uh, DA, let me get and a part, quick no, thought from you. Let me, uh, let me, let me, let me, let me, Kevin, 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 mm-hmm. if you don't mind, brother, because I, I gave you a lot of time. I'm going to let DA give a thought, yeah. and I want to get into what Nikki wanted to get into uh, prior to the break. So I just want to hear DA's thoughts to what you had to say, and we'll let okay. you get back in a little later if you if you want to. Go ahead, okay. DA, any thoughts about what Kevin brought to the table? Um, yeah, he makes a good point um, because actually being in a situation with a guy where, you know, I was the actual strategy, you see, you, you, I'm experiencing and I'm doing all the moving around and sneaking around with you. So, for example, it was just, so it's crazy. I, it's like, dude, I don't, I don't want to be in a relationship because of, I see how you, I, if a woman, you can't even catch, you, this, this man, he was so cold, you're not catching him, Jesus, because, it's something as, as, as crazy as this. Like, he 
people will fly in. Maybe he'll come back into town or whatever the case may be. He'll fly in to tell her his flight is coming in on Wednesday. But it actually came in on Tuesday. So what he'll do is tell me, I come pick him up from the airport. He come stay with me. That morning, I take him back to the airport. And she come pick him up thinking he just landed. He's been in the area oh, the whole wow. time laid up with me. You get what I'm saying? Wow. Like that type of game. It, it, it was Man. so much different type of stuff. I don't want that in my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. I'm good because you too cold. <laughs> Oh, he he wow. was he was a he was just cold. like a cold piece like we would be just like white and and it wasn't anything um it wasn't anything crazy and it was something else somebody said that I wanted to point they were talking about a condom the condom now here's the thing we never was reckless that man we never had sex without a condom he never even tried it and oh. that's that that's one thing that never happened now um I know in most cases it's not like that because again. I want to point out that this man, he did actually love his wife. You know what I'm saying? And so he wasn't out here being, like, reckless or anything like that. It never was any type of drama. It wasn't a thing where if she called, he could be right there with me. He going to call, he going to answer the phone, and he going to tell her, baby, I love you. And this baby talk, it ain't no beef in it, nothing. You know what I'm saying? It was just that we had that understanding. But I definitely wouldn't want to be with him because, all of, he just got because every woman say if I'm with him and he cheated on me with somebody else, every woman ain't gonna handle the situation like me. A lot of women, cause I was madly in love with this man, that was my rock. A lot of women would turn around and, you know, probably try and take me out and be dramatic and don't, don't know how to handle the situation. You get what I'm saying? So because no, of that, I'm like, I, I'm good. That, once the feelings get involved people start pressing the issue. You know what I mean? I, You know, like I said, right. in my scenario, I was similar to you. I was The last thing I was going to do was mess up the scenario because I've witnessed and heard about all these other people on the side once feelings got involved. Even though, again, I broke my own rule and let the feelings get involved, I still, like yourself, was very protective of that situation because mm-hmm. I also had all those stories in my head where people would mess it up. They would literally mess up the home fighting over the situation. And like I said, I was already tripping on myself for breaking my own rule, but I wasn't going, I personally wasn't going to go any further. That's just a reality. We actually got another caller. Let's get to the other caller before we get to you, Nikki. Uh, area code uh, 720-3668. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your three cents on this morning's discussion question. Yeah, hi, Socrates. I don't know if you remember me. This is Mike in Denver, Colorado. Yeah, I remember, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember you. How are you? last week, if I remember correctly. Yeah, how are you doing? Doing good, Mike. What you got for us? Outstanding. Well, um, I have just been listening to the show again and today, and um, I just wanted to add that, like, it's so okay. So basically, I feel like if you're in a relationship with children, um, you should not have a side girlfriend or a side boyfriend. Um, I continue to be under the um, belief that uh, an intimate relationship is not um, a key to having a happy life. Um, I know I kind of went over that last week, but, um, you know, I actually have some friends that, um, you know, I mean, I'm 25 now, but that uh, I went to middle school with that uh, ended up having kids and uh, their whole, they initially thought they were going to do in life. Um, So I'm, 
I, I continue to be under that process of thought that having an intimate relationship um, doesn't always make you happier. So. No, that's a fair thought. And I, I love the thought, like you said, especially if there are children involved, because a lot of times it kind of it plays a definitely a huge role if someone is, in a sense, stepping out. And as DeAsia mentioned earlier in one of the situations, you know, the guy initially said, well, I'm not going to leave until the children are older or whatever, because it definitely gets stickier. And the biggest risk, especially when the children are young, is if that side situation ends up breaking up the marriage, which is devastating to the children that you brought into the, into the, to the situation. So thank you for your thoughts, um, Mike. Appreciate you for calling in this morning. Absolutely. One more thing I'd add is, you know, if you're not happy in a relationship in the first place, you probably shouldn't have kids. I mean, that's just my my thoughts mm-hmm. on it. But um, that's all I wanted to add. But thank you, everyone. I appreciate it. Thanks. Nah, thanks for calling in. All right, Nick, if you will, Queen, you can jump into what you <laughs> wanted to talk about um, um, prior yes. to um, the, the last break. Yes. He is, first of all, he's absolutely right. He got some golden nuggets. This young man got some golden, golden, golden nuggets. He is absolutely, unequivocally, absolutely right. But um, I wanted to mention how there's some other deeper issues that are going on. Yeah, we answered the question, does it help? I have a family member, and I won't even say what type of family member this person is just in case they're listening to the show, <laughs> but I have a family member that's been married <laughs> for over 30 years. Yes, I talked about him on one of my other shows, too. I got a family member that's been married over uh, 30 years, and um uh, and it's going to piggyback off of the whole Nick Cannon situation about using a condom. And this particular family member has been married, I want to say, yeah, to this date, I want to say, yes, 29, 30 years, 30 years to be exact. And he has cheated uh, 25 out of those 30 years. And in addition to oh, cheating wow. those 25 out of those 30 years, he's got six children where he did not use a condom. Now, did it help his marriage? It, obviously it did. they still together because the wife knew about it. Women oh, were calling her job. I'll follow you real quick. Court me. cases, yes. all kinds of stuff came up. Say it again. So, hold on, real quick, real quick, real quick. Are the six kids on the side? All six kids. They got one kid together, and he got six kids on the side, yes. And they're well, all different you, people. Finish, Every last I'm, one I'm of them are different people. I don't know if that's helping the marriage. She's just a fool. <laughs> Let me tell you something. She knew about it, and I and I agree with you. I agree with you a thousand percent because ain't no way in hell would I have tolerated something like that. There's no way in hell they broke up for a year, got back together, and they still together. And when you ask her this question, why would you stay? Because I don't want to start over. That was her Do they have children together? Yeah. I would assume so. They have one kid together. They have one kid together. And I mean, oh, wow. she is, when I say she is absolutely drop dead gorgeous, not to say that that means anything, but right, it's right, her right. own mentality, her own mindset. There's something seriously wrong with people. In my own personal opinion, you're not dealing with a, a deeper issue. Um, your, if your bed is not right and you want to jump into somebody else's bed, that don't make your situation better. Like that couple you said um, your co-host, when she mentioned that they were married for a very long time, and he said, well, when my kids get grown, I'm going to leave. They work their shit out. Sounds better than the one you're, the scenario you're telling that now. Like they, whatever his issues were for thinking about leaving, they worked it out, and now they're possibly happily married. I don't know if you know, DH can vouch for that, but that sounds very different, like you said. Well, you know. We're talking about. 
Go ahead, Queen. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm a, I'm gonna actually tell you the um I'm gonna tell you tell you what's so crazy in one for you and I know it it was shocking to you to hear that but I have a relative like that as well where her my is my relative is her husband let me ask you this Nikki because in my particular situation with my particular relative um Uh-oh, his, might be the same person wait a minute wait a minute they got together really young like in high school or whatever but he ended up being abusive he was physically abusive hmm. like early on in their relationship hmm. and so she kind of like went through that or whatever and then you know our family is poor was poor you know on this side was actually poor and so he was one of those guys that you know, he ran the streets and things like that, and so he was able to afford her a certain type of lifestyle. But as they got older, she got on her feet and all of that. So earlier on, he was abusive towards her. Now he ended up having, uh, I can't even really count the, the oh, how no. many kids he done had. Oh, wow. But she embraced them. She embraced the kids. They come around. And it's like, actually, actually, like, it's so – it, they normalize it so much to where the kids, all of these different side kids, they'll be over whatever it, holidays and all this whole kind of stuff. And nobody even back to oh, I, they've wow. been together. They've been together since I, I, I mean, ever since I've known him, ever since I've been born and I knew of them, they've been together. That's just how long they've been together. Um, wow. And yeah, wow. he got, he go, got several kids. Yep. Yeah, let's go to this break, and uh, we'll continue this conversation. Brother Kevin wants to jump back in as well. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. For all the success stories that we see in traders, there are countless others, thousands, even millions of others, of unsuccessful people who were wiped out. Again, that money had to come from somewhere. These are the first questions that keep you in the game because, again, what trading is not, is not a game. Trading is a practice of art and science in a way that if you do it correctly, you can make money. This course is designed to help you as a trader, as a young, burgeoning trader, or if you've had some experience and maybe some difficulties in trading, to understand the elements that are involved in what makes trading as hard and competitive and hopefully see some of the success that you probably thought that you would have in the first place. Man is basically as faithful as his options. That's how faithful a man is, no more, no less. And you see all these fat Republican guys going, I would never do such a thing. This is a travesty. I'm like, nobody's trying to blow you. <laughs> Ain't no 20-year-old girls trying to blow orange hats. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to get Newt Gingrich, son. I don't give a fuck. You ain't never going to hear Newt Gingrich go, man, I wish these hoes would back up off me. I wish they would just back the fuck up off of that. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. 
I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host DeAsia Robinson. This morning's discussion question, can a side tick or side tick save your marriage? As you hear a cut from Chris Rock, uh, one of my favorite stand-up comedians, kind of making a mockery of, of that situation. But he brings a point to the table, uh, but we'll get into that a little later as we have our special guest, Nikki Devine from the Euphoria Podcast on, and Brother Kevin wanting to jump in. Uh, I would like to highlight, uh, in a sense, what y'all were talking about, Going into the break, you know, like you said, um, said the age you said it's been normalized to the point where you know those even those side children were in a sense welcome. And historically, when we talk about this, I definitely remember growing up in the South. You know, even situations where maybe a side child shows up only at the funeral. You know what I mean? Like you're saying, it's shocking everybody. And it's, I've, I've, I've witnessed this firsthand, and everybody's right. you know the the, the widows, you know embarrassed in that moment because, you know, whatever the situation was during their lifetime, it wasn't public or known or, you know, even surprising a family to the point where didn't even realize it till that point. So I've seen that go various ways. And that has been, you know, in a sense, a part of the history. Again, we're just trying to have an honest dialogue, you know, about this. Let me um, jump um, brother Kevin in real quick because he wants to jump back in um, before we even talk about the Chris Rock cut. All right, brother Kevin. If you can, just give you give you another quick thought on this thing. What you got for us, King? Yeah, uh, I'm glad uh, the sister just mentioned that situation about her cousin. Now, what you're dealing with there, that's totally totally different. What she's dealing with is an abusive relationship. She's doing what she thinks she has to do to give that man peace, so he don't abuse her by accepting the kids, accepting all that. That's something totally different. Matter of fact, I had a I had a a stream, a big argument with a bunch of old heads, and in that argument, I said a lot of y'all, pardon my friend, a lot of y'all bastards take advantage of poor women and poor children. Why? Because you get your little social security check, and you go to these poor families, and you, you know, either mess with the mother or mess with the children of the mother. And the, and the reason why that family puts up with it because you bring some some revenue into the home. And therefore, a lot of times the mother will accept a lot of BS by her child. A lot of times they be underage children messing with this older man, and that's a part of our history that needs to be talked about too because that's how a lot of your pedophilia winds up happening. These old men, these old retired fellas taking their little check and their little side money that they make and use that to prey on women. Uh, you know that, that that they ain't financially stable. That's why they'll run up in a McDonald's and run up in one of these fast food joints and throw their little money and give them a little tip and whatnot. And you know, I've, oh, I've had blowouts about that. You know, so uh, it's not that the women are accepting that abuse; is that they're doing what they think they need to do in order to get some money. You know, and mm-hmm. and that's that's been no, that's, that's good... been going on since. Slavery, actually, because the older man that had the farm used to, you know, solicit the younger girl, and the family basically pimped the girl out, too. You know, that's how a lot of your grandmamas got married. They were married to some much, much older men. Hey, you bring, yeah, you bring something else to the table, King. I'm mm-hmm. like, both our, um, our guests, you know, speak on it real quickly and, and, and keep, you know, saying bring it back online. But, you know, you know, that's what we do here. That's why you're here. I'm glad, you know, you're a regular listener because we want our smart audience 
to just let's have honest dialogue. So, you know, we and we've done, you know, unfortunately shows about, you know, um you know, what age is appropriate. So we've done shows on that particular issue. But again, you know, you're right, it is viable to bring up, especially in the abusive situations, that that's kind of a totally different situation than even what we're discussing today. But thank you for bringing that up. Um, any thoughts, Nikki? I'll let you kind of jump in first just, um, as the guest. Um, any thoughts to what Kevin brought to the table um, this morning? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, the history goes really, really deep with us as far as, I mean, we can go into a whole bunch of different things from all the way back to slavery as far as, you know, the the dichotomy of the mentality of why people don't want to be monogamous versus being in a polydynamic. I mean, we can go into so many different avenues, but he did hit on some really good, valid points, and I'm glad, you know, um, he, he brought them to the show. Uh, absolutely. Any thoughts, Deasia, on what Calvin brought to the table again? No, the, he made some good points because in that situation that I was describing, um, it was uh, it was you, you know, two people, they the same age, they in school together, what not, high school sweethearts and things like that. He just ended up being abusive. So, yeah, it's, it's the thing is, you know, as time progressed, he stopped abusing her you know, it's, because they mm-hmm. so much older now. But um, that's the reason why I was asking Nikki in her particular situation with her relative did it was it any levels of like physical abuse or something that took place because it's just even though it's not unheard of because of course Nikki had a scenario and I had a scenario where uh someone had all of these side kids and they're still together but I feel like something like that for somebody to accept that it has to be rooted into something a little bit more deeper you know, so that's yeah. the reason why I was asking, because it, it was physical was. abuse in my situation. It definitely mm-hmm. was with that particular family member. It definitely was some abuse in the beginning, mostly verbal, but it was definitely some abuse in that situation. Oh, okay. It, no, and it, it makes it make sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And with that said, because we keep bringing up children, here's a perspective just to, you know, kind of get y'all thoughts on this. And so in some of these situations where there's, a you know, a side piece, if you will, uh, they, you know, the scenarios can be different, but from time to time, the situation can run very long to where the children at various ages can find out. Let's like, for, the, for the sake of this conversation, um, not let's keep them, you know, teenager and below. And so, sometimes the children can be privy to exactly what what their parent do parent is doing, and there's two sides to it. They could be the actual unfaithful parent, if you will, you know, inside of that marriage, if you will, or they can openly be the side person, side chick or, you know, maintenance man, side dick, whatever you want to call it. And so I wanted to get y'all thoughts on what do children learn when they become privy? Like what what, what do y'all think children are learning? For example, mm. let's start with the side piece person. Like if – if a, a son openly sees his mother playing that role, because sometimes it goes on so long, it's not hidden. Or even that man sometimes will serve as a father figure, even though he's, you know, maybe not the father of her children, just based on a scenario. She's she signed up to be the kind of the permanent side chick, if you will. And so at that point, since it's, it's a real thing, they don't always hide it. What what do what do y'all think that son is learning when he sees his mother, or vice versa, that daughter sees? you know, her, her father being an open side piece, what do you think the children are learning in that scenario? You know what? I have firsthand experience with that. Um, My actual, yeah, my actual, 
one of the issues that my ex-husband had was the fact that he saw his mom cheating on his dad. And the fact that, um, you know, he saw how hardworking his dad was. Now, he don't mm. know if his dad got something going on, but he saw how his, his dad was, you know, treated his mom, you know, very hardworking. And he worked a whole lot, which probably had something to do with the reason why she was stepping out because he just, he was all work and no play type of guy. And um, mm-hmm. I, re- I remember his father as well, and he was just like that stand-up guy. And his mom was cheating. And he ended up, because we were best friends before we ended up getting married, um, I didn't, I didn't it, it, it didn't affect me. But once we got married, it was like it affected me because he had, like, deep-rooted trust issues. He did not trust mm-hmm. women. And what ended up happening in our marriage, it was always, I always was getting accused of it's just like any little thing. He was just like, you know, just clocking mm-hmm. all of my different moves and couldn't trust me because he grew up yeah. not trusting women by looking at his mom cheat on uh, on his dad. Yeah, and so it can negatively impact kids. It also, depending on the child and how they're set up, they could either end up living a life of, you know, being okay with being on the side, or they could be uh, one of those people who end up being promiscuous or stepping out. It, it just, it's all kinds of different things can come into play with seeing things like that coming up. Absolutely. They have to piggyback off of that and have to agree with you a thousand percent because, I have friends that I grew up with, and um, we all went to school together, went to uh, elementary school, went to high school together. And, I mean, there was actually an incident where the wife, their mom's side dude, showed up at their home, and it was a big, big, big to-do, police cars. And we were really young. I mean, we were like, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, and it was just like, what the heck is going on? And as you see these people grow up into this situation and become adults and get married and have children of their own, if you, you watch them look at it as that's a norm. That has become mm-hmm. their norm. To see something like that becomes their norm. It doesn't look unusual. It doesn't look strange. It looks like the norm because they've watched it pretty much all their life. And when they get married and they have kids and all this other stuff, it just bleeds over into every relationship that they have. And what, what's actually happening, the trust issues. I have to agree with you. That that trust issue thing, I mean, like one of my friends is a set of twins, um, uh, two boys, and um, they're grown men with kids of their own, and now they don't trust nobody. They don't trust their wife. They don't trust their kids. They don't trust nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, nah, that's a strong point. And here's, here's the thing, too. Here's something just to, you know, point out again. We're just having an honest conversation about all this. So I can tell you again, unfortunately, um, you know, this is not a role that I am proud of or care to do ever again, if you will, right? Uh, but, again, having done it, and as I admitted, admitted earlier in the first hour when I was younger, just my own ego, I wanted who I wanted. And so I would, you know, in a sense, get into those situations. But one of the things that I found and really learned, you know, from from my own experience is the the, the distrusting significant other, whether the man or the wife, quite often, this may sound crazy and people might think this is an excuse, but they can sometimes drive their significant other to step out because yeah. what I learned, what I learned quite often in those very, like those over-jealousy, a lot of times that over-jealousy is coming from what y'all just talked about. Their own life experience is they don't trust women or they don't trust men because of what they've seen with their own 
family dynamic because they witnessed, unfortunately, some of this stuff, right? And so, you know, along with other things happening, but they'd have this big distrust. And what I've seen with people like that that are super possessive and and just really over the top with how they check behind their significant other, the person gets in trouble so often for for not for not much of nothing that eventually they come to the conclusion of I might as well be out here doing something. Now yeah. it sounds like an excuse, but I can just tell you again from being on the side do willingly side of it, I witnessed that where I could, was able to determine. This situation probably wouldn't be happening if the dude wasn't paranoid. Like, like she was just mm-hmm. fed up with, fed up with, almost like being in trouble all the time. Like it was like, like, like she would want to get sexy for him. You know, they're going out together, and he more worried about who looking at her versus she's like, I want him to be proud of the fact that I got sexy for him. And they wow. having, you know, saying issues in public. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm doing this for him. You know what I mean? And yeah. So you know, because again, part. like like Dick Cannon said, you know, they're more honest with you as the side dude than they are with them. You know what I mean? Like it's like she could she they, like would, she would try to have a conversation about this is why I'm doing it, and that would even turn into a fight. Like she's I'm trying to do this for you, and he's fighting her. So I definitely yeah. mean that. We have to get another break. I definitely want to get y'all thoughts coming out of the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. If you're looking to purchase or sell a home in Atlanta's competitive real estate market, there's only one real estate agent we call on, Ephraim Abdullah. Not only is he honest and straightforward, but he has a proven, repeatable strategy that consistently gets his clients the homes they wanted versus their second or third choice. What's Ephraim's secret? His virtual on-the-spot offer moves his clients to the front of the line for purchases and for sales. His no-nonsense approach gets your home sold and off the market. For a results-oriented real estate experience, contact Ephraim Abdullah, a licensed agent powered by EXP Realty at 770-800-7922. Again, that number is 770-800-7922. Talking about the, 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 the juxtaposition between happiness and um, uh, honor, even though I don't think they're mutually exclusive personally, but if there's a situation, let's say, where someone is truly in love with someone else and they love them for many years and decades, they have a whole history together, and then someone, and then one of the people in this grouping um, start falling in love with someone else. So it's not that there's less love for the original partner, how analytically and emotionally do you uh, take care of a situation like that when you feel that you want to stay honorable and be happy? Okay, so the first thing I would say is the devil's always in the details, right? So one of the things that I'm not happy about with much modern moral theorizing is that it takes a story like that, you know, and then tries to extract out a general moral principle. And often that's impossible because the particulars of the situation are very important. But having said that, all right, so let me think about that for a minute. I'm not sure that it's possible to be honorable in a situation like that because I think that you've acted out the violation already. And having acted out the violation to confess it might be the right thing to do, although perhaps not 
you know, because if you, it, it isn't obvious to me that if you betray someone, then you get to have the right to tell them about it. I, I know, uh, I know you're not. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. I understand. Um, my observation has been that if there's a tight relationship and if one party is betrayed by the other in that manner, that it's almost always irreconcilable. It breaks it. And, uh, you know, I've, I've helped people try to struggle through that bo- on both sides of it, the person who was betrayed and the person who did the betrayal. Um, I've seen people grow up and not do it again, and this was in situations where their partner didn't know. And in a couple of those situations, it seemed to me that it might have even been a necessary learning experience for the person who did it. You know, it, it, it helped them develop. I'm, that doesn't mean I'm justifying it. That life is complicated. But, but I think that society works better, all things considered, when you make a promise and you stick to it. And one of the things I learned from reading Jung, which, which I really liked, was, you know, he believed that, and he had his affairs too, so you might think about it as somewhat hypocritical, but, but I think that people can make mistakes without having what they think necessarily be wrong. You know, he said that there were things in a marriage that you can't have unless you're all in. And I believe that. I believe that. And so if there's a back door open, or the, like to begin with, or a back door opens, then I think that there's something about the relationship that is lacking at least. And I think you pay a big price. Welcome back to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show. I'm your host, Montoya Smith, a.k.a. Black Socrates, along with special guest co-host DeAge Robson. This morning's discussion question, can a side kick or side dick Save Your Marriage. Our special guest is Nikki Devine from the Euphoria Podcast. Uh, but, yes, if you will, Queen, you know, I was going to say just bring it to the point that one thing I definitely learned, and, you know, for anybody out there listening, again, regardless of how you feel or what you believe about this real-life scenario, one thing that I feel like I definitely learned that the idea of being super possessive and chasing behind your significant other, I think is a big L again, being on the receiving end and getting the, the good end. Because it's like, like Nick Cannon said, it is relatively simple. And, you know, you know, and, and again, even the willing, willingness to be aside peace, if you will, you know, there's definitely things that again, haven't done it historically, you know, in the past, wouldn't do it again. There's things we get even us aside pieces, if you will, have to look at it while we're willing to even accept that type of situation. So that's you know, that's one right. side of it. But the one thing that's absolutely that I feel like I've definitively learned is the possessiveness it is not beneficial to any relationship. In, in any almost any kind of way, because uh, sometimes you're wrong, and though for those who are chasing behind and in a sense discover it, if you will, um, you know they may feel like, well, I always knew and 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 I found it, but even that's a lot to deal with. So it's like the the possessiveness has I've never seen it really be helpful in situations, in my opinion. And again, that's something I learned from being a side dude not to bring that into my scenarios. Any thoughts from both of you about that concept? Um, actually, Hello? you're right about the the being uh, too controlling in this scenario because let me tell you something. 
if some, this is how I process things. I look at it like this. Like, I never deal with, even though I have been a side chick and I've cheated before, and I didn't even, I didn't even, I kind of, like, reconcile. Actually, I was, like, it was one particular situation where I was just, like, um, I accidentally cheated. But this particular situation, I, I actually did. But here's the thing, right? If you, if I look at it like this, if you're accusing me of something, and you keep bringing it up, and you're handling me like this is something that I'm actually doing. This is the reality. This is, you believe this. You already think I'm doing it. So what's the difference is if I'm doing it? So I I look at it like this here. You're not leaving me. You thinking I'm doing it anyway. You mad already. So it ain't going to hurt for mm-hmm. me to go and do it because you still here. That's the reason why I don't question men. I do not, I'm not confronting a man unless I know I'm about to leave him. And I'm not, and it's not going to even be too confrontational. If I'm just going to make an executive decision in my life because you look like a damn fool if you confronting somebody about infidelity and you're creating right. a hostile environment for no reason because you're not going to leave. So why are you even bringing it up? Let the person cheat in peace. And so for the person who's getting accused, it's like if you gonna if you gonna keep on bothering me, I'm about to go do something. I'm gonna move around. You get what I'm saying? And I ended up, and I think I had a. It was so much stuff that was going on in this relationship where when I actually look at what was transpiring because of the dynamics of the relationship and what was happening, I was caught up in a situation like you wanna. I my work schedule changed. I'm cheating because my work schedule changed. I'm cheating because um, I get off at 11 o'clock. It's 11.05. I haven't walked out the building yet. I'm cheating. It, it was like I was cheating. I'm sucking dick in stalls all of a sudden. Like, it was just the weirdest, all this different stuff that I'm hearing. So it was just like, you know what? Hey, this guy has been checking me out. Let me check. Let me see what he's talking about. Because... I'm, I got to deal with infidelity, and I ain't even fucking nobody else. You get what I'm saying? Like I said, so, I've, I've watched that happen, being that receiving end of the frustrated person based on that various reasons. As I said, quite often the possessiveness, crazy as it may sound, can drive it because, again, they're in trouble for nothing. Your thoughts on that as well, Nikki? Yeah, I concur. It's like, you know, there's so many different parameters to look at. Um, and I, I still stand strong on my, you know, uh, if you don't want to be monogamous, don't be in a relationship at all, if that's what you are. And if you decide you want to be poly, let that be your first conversation coming out the gate. And for those who may not know what poly means, people think that people think that people who are poly justify cheating. No, these people are in monogamous relationship with multiple people. And the only reason why I bring that up is because, uh, a cheater will never – anybody who cheats or has a side dude or needs somebody to, 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 to fill that void for them, they're not, they don't want to be in that relationship. Nick Cannon brought that point up very vividly. He said that was an easy spot for him to be in at that time in his life. Um, and you didn't glorify it, but you, you, you felt comfort in, you know, at the time when you were much younger because you didn't know any better. At least you, you, you decided that, okay, I, you didn't have any respect for marriage at the time. So it's like there's a lot that goes into the mindset of an individual who makes a decision to be comfortable in that position, whether you whether you accidentally cheated or not. 
whether it was <laughs> yeah, intentional yeah, me, or not. Trust me, me and Deja go, we go way back. We go, we can have a, a three-hour like show on whether it was an accident or not. Yeah, like, like just trust me, we're not going to go there today, but just know that me and her have a big falling out over this word accidental. But just, you know, because, like, yeah, I just want to talk about carrier. Yeah, we're not going to do it today. That's her version. Okay, okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Me and Nikki, me and Nikki gonna have to talk. Listen, me and Nikki, do you do? Me and me and Nikki gonna have to talk after the show. She, 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 we gonna have to. Just know what ain't no action. Just know it ain't no But go ahead. That's it. We're driving on home. But I like that that young man that called in and said. You know, I'm only, he's only 24, 25, and he said, you know, relationships don't make you happy. Sir, you are absolutely right. Your happiness is all on you. Depending on somebody else to make you happy is already a mental breakdown. So that's another show for another day. So, yes, stay single if you don't know how to be monogamous. Um, If not, then, you know, keep it moving. Keep it pushing. Yeah, it reminds me of, and I posted this when I was promoting the show, I remember a post I put up probably about two years ago, and people went crazy over this post. But it was just, I said, many people are okay with polygamy, but they just don't know it yet. <laughs> and it's right. just the reality of what's happening in these streets. You know, like you said, to the you know to the idea of not being upfront and honest. You know, and, you know that kind of stuff. Um, but the unfortunate. Reality is they're so like with the Jordan Peterson piece that I just played. There was a couple things that I wanted to point out from that cut. He, he um, as he started out, he said in each scenario you have to know the particulars. He says, you know, he says he doesn't like how modern. I think he, I'm, I hope I'm quoting him correctly, but how more modern morality tries to surmise like a general pr- principle by setting up a scenario. And he said the devil, you know, the de- the, um, the devil's in the details. So each particular situation can be very different because if you remember at the top of the hour, we were also conceding like the scenario I gave where I was able to, as an outside observer, look in on a situation that says you probably are only able to, you know, that woman was only able to stick based on what she was doing and dealing with that man. And it's almost like there was a concession that had to be made based on the fact that based on what they had built up, she's going to be there through the end of his life, helping him through his health issues. So it almost, you know, it's almost good that she didn't get pulled out of that situation or whatever, because, you know, what would his life had been been with without her? Again, that's not me advocating. It's just each particular situation can be very different. And a lot of times we try to make these situations black and white. And that's exactly what they're not. Uh, you know, another scenario real quick before we go to the last break, and I want to hear your thoughts, was I remember, you know, we were talking about, the, you know, how children receive it. But I see the situation where adult children, if you will, found out that, um, you know, that the, you know, if you will, that the mother was cheating or whatever. And, um, and then obviously, you know, it's always upsetting for, you know, for it to be discovered amongst any family or whatever. But it was like a thing where they was just, in a sense, um, almost just wanting to, you know, nail the, the the wife to the wall, if you will, because it's like, how could you do this type thing or whatever? And I remember even the adult kids was talking about, um, you know, we'll, you know, we'll take our father in. He was older or whatever, and uh, we'll take our father in and that kind of stuff. And you know, this was being shared with me as it was happening. And I remember saying to those adult children, like, stay out of their situation. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, wow. stay out of that situation, that's for him and her to decide. And I said to them, I says, how you know they haven't dealt with this 
in the past and you just don't know about it. Y'all just know about it this time. You know, you know, mm-hmm. you know, how do you know, you know, how you know she didn't stick with him years ago and y'all just don't know about it. Like you're holding her to this, you know, I, you know, I got, I get it. It's embarrassing and it's crazy and you know, whatever, but it's for him and her to decide how they want to end their life together. Not for you based on how you see things, because again, there's lack of context. I knew enough about about the whole situation to know she had stuck through that. The kids didn't know that. You know, the kids didn't know that one time before she had stuck through that. They didn't, you know, but that wasn't privy. They wasn't privy to that. So they're really, you know, calling for the divorce, not knowing the whole story. And sure enough, once they stayed out of it, they stayed together. That's just a reality sometimes when you get into the particulars of these situations. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Mental Dialogue Talk Show, where all I ask is that you think. LNG Technology Services, we are your industry leader in aircraft and heavy equipment repair services. In commercial business for over 15 years, LNG technicians have over 150 years of equipment-specific knowledge and are known industry-wide for returning worn-out, broken, and overused ground support equipment back to the user in working better than new conditions. For a service job done right at a value unparalleled in the industry, contact LNG Technology Services at 478 781 Four eight six zero. Again, for a service job done right, that number is 478-781-4860. LNG Technologies is a Mental Dialogue Gold member and proud sponsor of the Mental Dialogue community. Are you intimidated by money? Well, this is a question most people never think to ask themselves. But when forced to think about it, many people realize they have unrecognized fears that truly affect how they deal with money. If you want to learn more about money and the fears that keep you from prosperity, join us for Making Money Matter Money, where money meets mental health with personal finance coach, Ashley Thomas, and psychotherapist, Dr. Katrina Pitt. Every second Monday of the month, find out if you're intimidated by money and what to do about it. To receive a link to this free Zoom event, please DM the Making Money Matter or the Mental Dialogue Instagram pages or contact 404-604-9477. Super excited about this money Mondays making money matter Monday uh, again with one of our Queens of Intellect members Ashley Thomas as well as Dr. Katrina Pittman as we are discussing inflation and how to prepare for it as a real life thing. Uh, please follow us on the IG page mental underscore dialogue or follow my personal page Montoya Smith. You have to DM us to get the link. But we're doing amazing work with the Making Money Matter Mondays where money and mental health meets. So a lot of our issues quite often when it comes to finances are related to our mental health, whether we recognize it or not. So we have these amazing mm-hmm. discussions once a month. And I uh, would definitely like for you, you know, again, if you're interested, you do have to DM me. So you follow us on social media. You know, make sure you're sharing. If you're listening to this show via a link, make sure you're sharing it every Saturday with somebody who should, you know, participate in these incredible dialogues. But our ultimate goal with the Mental Dialogue Community Club and the show is to dialogue and connect. It's not just to have these conversations on Saturdays. We like to connect people to who they need so they can better themselves individually and in, 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 in basically raise our culture and improve, and improve the, you know, the entire black society, if you will, by connecting you to resources. That's what we're here every Saturday 
having these hard conversations, but ultimately we want to connect you. So Making Money Matter Mondays, please get the info, follow us, and DM me in particular, or follow Making Money Matters on Instagram and DM us to get the link. With that said, this more discussion question, can a side chick or side dick save a marriage? Special guest co-host, DeAsia Robinson, as well as special guest, Nikki Devine. Nikki, we'll start with you. Again, I just pointed out that the particulars of every scenario makes this very question never black and white, like sometimes we like to think it is based on maybe our religious beliefs or how we look at scenarios. Um, Peterson in that cut, you know, highlighted that, you know, um, I didn't play this part, but if I had to play it, he highlighted people look at it very different if they're coming from a religious perspective versus not, and that has to be considered. So it's not that we don't consider it, but these situations are very seldom black and white. Your thoughts, Queen? Oh, absolutely. They're never black and white. There's always shades of gray when it comes down to each and, in, each and every individual who finds themselves either on the receiving end of being a side chick or a side dick or being that person in a situation where they don't want to be in their marriage anymore, but they're staying there for whatever reasons. They have uh, reasons why they want to stay, whether they're financial, whether they're parental, uh, or whether they're religious. Um, and the nine times out of ten, and I'm, I'm one of those people, the main reason why that marriage, even though three months into the marriage, um, I realized that the, the, the sex was drying up, it lasted four years. It took, it took four years because there was a lot of soul searching. There was a lot of, you know, uh, spiritual uh, growth trying to make the marriage work, make the marriage work um, based on, you know, preconceived spiritual um, foundations. And there's nothing wrong with that, and for some people that does work, but for for other people that's just not a that's just not a uh, it's just not the only way to go, you know. In hindsight, you know, you're supposed to not only just pray about it, but you're also supposed to seek counsel as well. And so, after all those avenues were exhausted, it still did not work out in my favor. It, it might work out for somebody else, you know. They might find themselves in a situation where they're married to somebody who. Um, the, the sex is dried up and they can work things out where it it gets rekindled. But in my situation, it did not work out. So, yes, I agree with that uh, a thousand percent that there's so many different parameters and so many different relig- uh, reasons why people find themselves in that situation. You know, but I say stand firm on what you believe in and don't let nobody determine what your worth is. Yeah, one thing that we didn't get to really talk much about, but I'll let the agent touch on it um, when I played the cut with Chris Rock saying, you know, men, like for, you know, just that funny cut from the stand-up, men are only as faithful as their options. And so something that when you have this kind of conversation that quite often gets talked about, not the majority of men, but in a sense, just to bring this term up because it's so popular now when it comes to quote-unquote high-value men, is there's this idea that historically those type of men throughout history have typically had a situation where they would want a family, they, they, the family stays intact, but it's kind of understood that they're going to, in a sense, step out, probably similar to the situation, you know, that you were in, um, the age of to a degree, like you said, loved his wife, and, you know, I guess, you know, you, I guess you felt enough love in return for your situation to, like you said, to, to ride in it. But I just wanted to highlight it and bring it up just briefly, just that idea that that is something that has historically been the case for that small group of men that are actually, quote, unquote, really high value, not just, you know, a bunch of men talking about it, if you will. Um, but just a quick thoughts on that aspect, because we didn't really even touch on that part today. Um, I agree with them. I know that all men don't cheat. 
However, I know that, you know, it, it, in, in the cases where you have a quote-unquote high-value man, the likelihood of him being faithful is very slim, you know, because of all of the options that that is available to him. Um, me personally, I don't actually even go into a situation expecting for a man to be faithful. I expect for a man to be safe. I expect for a man to, you know, be loyal and keep bullshit away from me. Um, because I feel like, and I know that in my situation where I was dealing with a guy and he was married or whatever, he's not hurting her. You know, like he, she, she's not getting hurt in the situation. The man is using condoms. He ain't making outside babies. It ain't no drama going on. There, he, as far as she know, everything is all good in the hood. He's treating her like he's been treating her. Nothing has changed. Even with his timing, there is nothing that's happening with us with the timing that will make her raise an eyebrow to figure out, like, what what you got going on to even question him because he knew what he was doing. He knew how to do it. So she's not getting hurt in that particular situation. And I know with me saying that, people probably be like, how is she not getting She don't know. So it can't, it's not hurting her. She's not being harmed by it. And so it's like, now, it reminds, for me, let me say this real quick. It, it reminds me, because we did a show. I don't, know if, I don't know if you were on this show, DeAsia, so remind me if you were. But we did a show on, you know, um, cheating, do you want to know? And I was similar to what you're saying. I was on the show. People thought I was crazy for this. But I was on the show as, if I think everything's good, is she tricking me? Keep tricking I don't want to know. And people thought I was crazy for that. But I'm just like, why ruin? If if if, if she's able to pull, I mean, again, I'm not encouraging. I don't want my wife to cheat on me, right? But in the event that she can pull it off without me knowing, why would I want to know that? So, so yeah, that's so I crazy. Feel you on that, know. Here's the other. Here's the other. Go ahead, quick. Go ahead, quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, because I actually was in a situation one time with a guy, and it's the first time because I never like really dealt with infidelity like having to other than just being accused just for no reason and I wasn't doing anything but I was in a situation with this guy everything is going good you know um I don't I I'm not I don't have any questions of him I'm not asking him questions because again I don't even do that but he's not even giving me anything making me feel any type of way one day he was just like I got something to tell you and I'm like, okay, we just got finished having sex, and I'm laying on his chest, and I'm like, what did you, ha- what do you need to tell me? Because he had told me prior to us, you know, laying, laying, sleeping with each other, whatever. So afterwards, I asked him, what did you have to tell me? He was like, well, you know, remember this ex? He ended up telling me that he slept with another woman. What the fuck you tell me for? So I'm like, why did you tell me that? <laughs> you know, he was like, but it was he was he was feeling guilty, but I'm like. I haven't even said anything to you. Why? Why tell me that? You just ruined. You just ruined my day. You know. So now hey, I'm crying me, and, and all show, this all kind of stuff. So I want to highlight that um, Jordan Peterson mentioned that real quick in that cut that we played earlier. Exactly what you're talking about. He goes, and I've told people this for a long time. He says, and if you get to the point where you have betrayed. I don't know if you have a right to volunteer and share that due to your own guilty conscience. And that's, you know, your situation ended up being, you know, like I say, a situation where you were dating, if you will. But inside of a marriage, I've shared that exact same thing. Like, you, your home is straight. 
you have to live with that because you're the one that stepped out. Live with that. Like, at, at a minimum, you stepped out and messed up. Now don't let your guilty conscience turn around and ruin your home situation where now it becomes at risk due to your own guilty consciousness. You have to own your mistake. So I agree with you 100%. With that said, we are at the end of the show, so I want to make sure you, you and Nikki both get to share with people how they can stay in contact with you because you all both have your own shows. So if you will, Nikki, uh, share with them how they can follow you and hear your shows. And the same thing for you, DeAndre. Go ahead, Nikki. Oh, yes, yeah, very good. Yeah, real quick. Um, uh, you guys can follow my Instagram page at Nikki underscore Divine, that's N-I-C-K-I underscore Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, and you'll get all the podcast updates. There's a link in our bio right now for one of our um, shows that um, that we celebrate um, our international women, women from all over the world, and you will love, love, love that show. It talks about colorism and how it affects us um, mentally and, and in the dating world. Also follow my business page, Euphoria underscore Lemonade. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Montoya. No, thank you for being a guest. DeAsia, if you will, let them know how they can follow you because, again, you're doing a couple of podcasts now, so get all that information out as well. Thank you so much, Queen. Great show. Yeah, um, you can follow me. All of my, all of the podcasts is, of course, they're on YouTube. Um, also, Anchor uh, and uh, Spotify. And um, on my Instagram is Des, D-E-S-K, underscore of underscore D A to B A S I A. Um and my social media is the same, the same name across the board, um, Death of the Asia on Instagram, Facebook, all those good things. I also have another podcast which um I have three other co hosts. Um and it's called Hip Hop School Past and Present. It's of course self explanatory, a hip hop podcast where we just talk about all things hip hop. And uh, we'll be interviewing different artists and things like that. So check me out. I love it. Thanks for both of you holding me down this morning. Uh, we got a, had a rough start, but I think we ended strong. But with that said, every Saturday morning, this is what we do, hard conversations on race, sex, culture, and African-American business. So hopefully y'all will join us next Saturday. Hopefully y'all will join us for Making Money Matter Mondays this Monday as we discuss inflation and how to prepare for it. All I ask is that you think.